If you enjoy Talk Me Into, boy, do we have a surprise for you. We have a brand new video show because video killed the podcast star. We all know it's true. It is called So Discussions, where we discuss sodas. Yeah, join us every week as Jeff and I discuss soda, pop, fizzy things. And bubbly. Yeah, whether they're delicious or gross. Is it so disgusting or so delicious? You won't know unless you watch every Thursday on YouTube. <laughs> That's really Results cool. may vary. <laughs> so this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh, baby, that was good. I am stupid. I like to cook slop. Do you want to top that slop? Thought we were going to have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into... Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. This week is the hardcore band Paint It Black. My name is Jeff, and in 2003, I stole my mom's 2000 Kia Sophia and drove over seven hours to Anti-Flag's record release show for their album, The Terror State. My name is Jimmy, and one of my top Spotify genres was punk rock, and these boys made me into a punk rock boy. (laughs) My name is Dan, and I recently bought four large boxes of coffee to qualify to win a free mug. Did you win the free mug? Oh, I did. You you were the only person that bought the coffee. Everybody's like, four large boxes? Green Mountain Coffee Roasters. Oh, that's like a a big company, too. It's obvious. Oh, okay. Probably a lot of people got mugs. I should you just get a mug if you clarify. bought four boxes? Yeah, you do. So you didn't win anything. <laughs> you bought a mug. I should have said to, the mug is included in the price. I should have said to qualify for a free mug. That mug costs five cents. It's you didn't cute. win shit. This damn. is the only way you could get it, Jeff. It's cute. It's like an ugly Christmas. Limited you, edition. Are you even a Green Mountain like aficionado or you just like wanted it. a mug? Yeah. I wanted a you mug. You can go too. to Goodwill and get a mug for 25 cents. Jeff, Our uncle used to work. Why at Green are you begrudging me the mug, Jeff? Because you, like you didn't win anyways. anything, Dan. You didn't coffee win a damn thing. And the job in me. Jimmy's a, cup, a little a cup, a cup, a cup, a cup. Boys. Jimmy's a little punk rock prom queen. Dan yeah. and I made him that way because of this. There's a yeah. lot of stuff from talking me into that seeps my way, seeps its way into that. Seeps my way. Seep, <laughs> seeps my way into my end of year stuff. Yeah. But yeah, nothing's more punk rock than stealing your mom's car at 17. Am I right? Very, I should have cool. gone on that. You're really dumb for not. Was I even invited? I don't know. So, I don't think I was. So the thing, <laughs> the thing with this is me and my friend. Oh, I was Adam. invited and I didn't go not because of school, but because I had work that afternoon. <laughs> I worked at KB Toys. Wow. <laughs> me and my friend cool. Adam and uh, another friend from high school, we all got tickets to go see Anti-Flag. Time cut. Get up. They were so hey. mad at George W. Bush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're still mad at him, too. But uh, but these paintings are fun. One of the, <laughs> one of us was supposed to buy tickets for a closer show. 
they, he didn't buy tickets. So we were like, well, we got to go to the show because it's $10 and you see the show and you get a free CD. So let's let's just go to Buffalo. It's only seven hours away. <laughs> and we went to JCPenney to buy tickets through Ticketmaster. And our other friends like, could I come through? Dush? Could I come? Dush, dush, dush. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, cool. We'll go. And we were going to take my friend's car. And the day before his car broke and he's like, I, I can't make it on that drive. And I was like, let's take my car- my truck. That's half a Chevy and half a Ford and falling apart. And four <laughs> of us will fit in a two seater. And then oh, we didn't do that. So I was like, mom, can I borrow your car? to go to a show and she's like i don't know and i was like it's not far where is it it's just over the border of new york and she's like okay because we live like 25 30 minutes away from new york state yeah. but then i called her eight hours later from a payphone, and i was like hey mom we're here and she's like what took you so long and i was like we're in buffalo and she's like haha no you're not where is that and i was like just over the border of new york from canada <laughs> you bitch <laughs> and i showed her and wow. i'm pretty sure that we broke her car. We ran out of oil at one point in the highway. We had to like stop and run a mile to a, a gas station. And one of the guys got like battery acid on his shirt and it melted throughout the trip. Yep. It was a big thing. <laughs> the reason this is my fun fact, this episode is because opening for anti-flag was painted, painted black, black. And it's the first time that I saw them. It's I like adorable. that. It's a good show. It's very memorable. It was like 18 years ago now. Fun side tangent. They drove to Buffalo and then like, a month later at the end of that tour they came to new haven and we saw them no that was a different tour that was like a year or two later oh dude dumb bastard dumb a bastard. month a year whatever whatever it was memories right ago, memories it's, it's it's not even the show i don't remember the set list i don't i barely remember the show it's the journey it's right. the, the lord of the rings it's the walking we were walking I was treebeard. It's like fanboys, the movie fanboys. It's about the journey of getting to episode one. Yeah, and one of our friends brought a laptop and one DVD. It was Willard starring Crispin Glover. (laughs) Ben, the two of us need look no more. This is our talking ourselves into I thought you were going to do, this is the story of a girl. No. Uh, So this is just a little segment that we do every week where we're trying to talk each other. Nope. Sorry. I f*** it up every episode. Sorry, Jim. (laughs) Where we're trying to talk ourselves into things. It's just something that we've been doing for the week or the month or the year. Whatever. I have been talking myself into very easily because it just became a thing. The It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. Mm. I've heard about this. I haven't listened yet. What? So they're going back and watching uh, every episode of Who's It's Always they? Sunny in Philadelphia. The three Rob guys. McElhaney, Charlie Day, and Glenn, Glenn Howerton. Uh, the three boys. And uh, they're giving a little bit of uh, behind the scenes stories of the uh, creation of the show. That's and like cool. different episodes. And it's been quite good. So um, do you watch an episode and then listen to the No, I just listen to the podcast. Um I've seen like especially the first like couple of seasons I've seen probably like four times. Um so I, I remember them pretty well, but um they don't really talk about the episodes that much. They kind of just go off on tangents as they do because mm. they're the three guys. Um but it, it's fun to hear them kind of talking candidly about like just like anything. Like they basically are their characters. It's probably uh, they're less like, shitty people, but their personalities definitely are the same. It's probably like a less organized, focused version of the Office Gals po- uh, podcast. 
it's basically our podcast oh okay it's pretty similar if they're just talking about something but they just kind of go like, off did i talk you into episode 16 of season three yeah no not really <laughs> but um it's been quite good i've been enjoying it a lot and um i've been meaning to check it out now they're on season two and uh yeah it's nice to hear a little behind the scenes stories. i wonder if the show the podcast will get zanier as the show did probably will i can imagine when that things happening. like stop making as much sense yeah the episodes are short too they're like 30 minutes long so i like that yeah dan what are you talking yourself into i got kind of a twofer here <gasps> twofer um, two it, for tuesday it's kind of two, two, two for tuesday two sides of the same coin uh a couple months back couple yeah i guess couple, that's right a couple months back jeff was talking himself into julia child yeah i got real into that yeah you did you were texting me about it yeah 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 yeah. so wow (laughs) i've been watching julia child like when i'm working from home or when i'm doing i'm telling you it is great it is great (laughs) what you didn't tell me that i found out myself is that all those episodes on pluto are also available on demand on pluto so you can actually start from the beginning and watch them i did not know that so that's what i've been doing so i'm still black are there still commercials there are, yeah, but yeah, who but, cares? Yeah, you just hit play in season one, episode one, and then you just go straight through, baby. So they have everything. I believe so. Oof, that's <laughs> a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. I've been watching it. It's fun. Um, a lot of it doesn't matter, but it's just enjoyable. And to coincide with that, recently, a Julia Child documentary was released. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you mentioned that last time. Yeah, which I saw in the movie theaters. Wow. wow. You're, you're really doing it. Yeah, this was a few weeks ago now. I've had I guarantee list. nobody was there, so it's probably very COVID. Oh, friendly. there was one old couple sitting <laughs> like six rows behind me, and that was it. I saw it at like nine o'clock at night on a Tuesday. Dude, that's why movie pass the movie pass year was uh, one of the greatest years yeah. of my life. I saw so many movies, I was the only person. Who's going to see Professor Marsden and the Wonder Woman <laughs> at four o'clock on a Wednesday? Yeah. I am. I am. I used to go see, uh, this was before I had sleep apnea diagnosed, so I used to go on a weeknight and see a movie <laughs> and fall all by myself asleep. and fall asleep and <laughs> get woken up by staff so members. Relaxing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was almost that, but oh man, was that a joy to watch? I don't even remember the name Doesn't of the documentary matter. now, but... I believe at the time of this episode airing, it will be available on streaming services. They haven't said where yet, but I know it's coming. Whenever out. Dan says, I don't know, and grabs his phone, I always say doesn't matter. It's yeah. like Pavlov's bell. <laughs> so really is, yeah. look it up for yourself. Find Pavlov's that Julia dong. Child documentary. It's really well done. <laughs> What's uh, that from? Is that from Always Sunny? I don't know. No. It's just called Julia. Uh, it's really good. It's quick watch, an hour and 35 minutes. It's about her life, some fun things that you probably guessed, some things you didn't know. It's about her history. I saw the Mr. Rogers documentary. Yeah, it's like for, that. for Movie Pass. Mm. Yeah. The theater was like half full, and there was a lot of people crying during that. Yeah. I'm such a loser. I was one of them. That I was on vacation in a beach town, and I went to go see the Mr. Rogers documentary. <laughs> you did. But check out the Julia Child documentary called Julia. It's really good. Dan, speaking of food, which you just did cooking yeah that's that's my talk myself into i'm talking myself into cooking again because i since having when did you not cook having a baby i mean you cook a little bit but you cook like easy quick dumb stuff because like you work you gotta feed yourself and for a long time the baby just drinks milk or like simple foods but now she's eating like you know whatever we eat so Mm -hmm. i'm like oh i gotta make like good food and healthy food and salmon I can't just give her a hot dog. Well, I did give her locks one time a little too early when she shouldn't have had locks. And we were both like the next day. We're like, she can't have locks. Why? Because it's like it's raw ish. Even though it's smoked, you're not 
there's a certain. I was like, thinking it was a seafood thing, but I was like, no, like you can't. Babies can't have honey until they're at least one because mm, they're like I heard about that, diseases, yeah. or you know, like um, any kind of lunch meat that's not like turkey's fine because it's just turkey, but like anything that's like salami or no balagna, yeah, yeah, mm. no, for wisteria. Um, but yeah, it's just that you know, wisteria. Um, I just start cooking simple things. I'm not going crazy like I used to. I'm not making what Danny B made it hashtag makes um, just real simple things, just like a meat, and a, a couple sides, like a vegetable. So, you know, Jeffrey's doing, meat in three. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of like, you know, pork chops, with like sauteed broccoli or whatever, nice. you know, just just simple things. Aren't you raising Jeffrey to be vegan? No, I would never do that. <laughs> she can decide that when she's older, and that's her opinion. And I'm going to feed her meat until I mean, she decides it. I mean, before we transitioned to regular milk, we gave her, like, pea milk, and she seemed to F with that a lot. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, the other night, I was just like, I'm I'm just making something simple. Just chopped up a chicken breast marinated in some Worcestershire and uh, mandarin juice. Like it. Uh, you know, that's an odd combination. Didn't have any limes. And I was like, I need some citrus. I'm just going to squeeze a couple mandarins in here. Came out fine. Just pan fried it. And then, you know, I stir fried some, uh, some onions and garlic and broccoli and she didn't eat any of it because sometimes she doesn't eat stuff. Yeah. When I was little, me and my sister didn't want to eat broccoli or cauliflower until my parents started calling them green trees and white trees. Then we were mm, all about it. Yeah. She doesn't know what that's. We had to, we were like giants eating trees well it's crazy because like they've done i mean they've done studies that you know like if you present a food to a baby you have to present a food to a baby 16 times for them to decide whether they like it or not Mm. so you just at least 16 times of broccoli and like two of the times they might eat it three of the times they might not then they eat it so it's not just like there's green i'm not going to eat it because like they just don't know or they want different textures that's what i do yeah we prepare like you know we give her like organic um <clears throat> fish nuggets things like that mm. so the only thing she hasn't really had yet is shellfish but yeah mm. just cooking again nice i like it getting back into it i found out what pavlov's dong was from dong. <laughs> it was from stuck on you the movie with oh, uh, <laughs> what was it matt damon it's a deep and uh, pole. yeah greg Kinnear. greg Kinnear, yeah great you're welcome worlds here's a stuck on you reference the fairly brothers best film <laughs> leaving providence finding providence? Something like providence outside providence outside providence inside providence Paint it black. The Rolling Stone song is what I'm talking you into. Just That'd one be song. an awesome prank. <laughs> yeah. Prank. So, I mean, just getting into it. I don't have their Wikipedia up. I'm just going off of what I know because we're talking me into. <laughs> I mean, you could have. We don't. That. We don't need. We're not in a hardcore encyclopedia. They're a hardcore band from Philadelphia, fronted by Dan Yemen, who's been in other hardcore bands that you can look up. I think like Kid Dynamite, uh, stuff like that. And um, as I mentioned previously, the first time I even heard of them was at that anti-flag show. Two other bands open up for them. None more black mm. and painted black. And f- at, right after the show, I was like, which one did I like? And it wasn't <laughs> one none of those more black, black bands. <laughs> none more black's fine. But painted black there. This was 2003. So their first album, CVA, had come out. But their other ones that I like more had not come out yet. And I was We're like, old. I was like, this band freaking rips it, dude. 
uh at that time you know i was like into like straight up like punk anti-flag street punk kind of stuff and this was just a hardcore band like i never heard before i'm 17 or i just turned 18 maybe and i was like yeah yeah i want more of this (laughs) um wouldn't you say that painted black toes the line of like thrash yeah totally and we're gonna see that cut the shit and rambo yeah, there's there's thrashy, but it's also there are also very melodic parts, which when oh. I don't know how familiar with Pain of Black you are. I know man. one song. It goes run in your mouth about it. Original sin. Yeah, that's Pain of Black. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then if you fast forward, uh, a it few was on years a comp to um, Dan and I had an internet radio show in 2008 and their third album, New Lexicon, had just come out and I was effing with that hard and in between their second album paradise is it's really hard for me to pick which one i like more they have three full lengths and three eps um and i was just playing them every tuesday just two 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 four tuesday playing two songs in a row every (laughs) single week so dan probably heard a lot of it then don't recall uh, and then i saw (laughs) i only saw them one other time in providence at the living room dan i think you were with me with that this is the show where dave was like let's get all you can eat enchiladas and then go to a show where there's one toilet in a bathroom with the door open and no stall oh yeah who so, was headlining that um i because i definitely wasn't didn't go for painted black no oh uh, because it was riverboat gamblers which we didn't really care about painted black and it was at this venue that's now closed the living room which was cool because there were like exposed pipes and people were like hanging on to them and swinging to like the front of the stage um, cool <laughs> and then one time i'm sitting on my couch after this at home and somebody was like, Painted Black was awesome. And I was like, what? They were pointing at the wall in front of American Legion that I had no idea. And I was like, that stinks. I could have seen them. But yeah, so they had, so their first album came out in 2002. Their last EP came out in 2014. So they're not really active anymore. Mm. But this is a band that's just like, I love. Like when I put together this playlist, I listened to their entire discography in chronological mm. order pretty quickly and put together just this really quick playlist that rips. Nice. And sometimes when we talk about hardcore or punk music to people who aren't like well-versed or, you know, really into it, it could all sound the same. So I try to keep that in mind when coming mm. up with playlists for Jimmy or other people. Cause I could totally see how painted black could sound the same throughout, but also there is an evolution from these three albums and three EPs from beginning to end. They do incorporate a lot of melody and later on they incorporate electronic stuff, mm. which isn't overpowering and i think blends really well with what they did at first to me it was jarring like a new lexicon um and then like the last three eps they're just like they're dirty they're Mm. real gritty um it's just a band that i've always since 2002 i've just always loved whenever their new stuff would come out you know i'd go to red scroll that day and pick it up actually um their eps but before that i would go to phoenix records and like new lexicon came out i drove there that day picked it up um paradise i think somebody stole or i lost so i got another copy i just saw it at red scroll the other day they always have it still looking for cva i don't have that one but yeah just jimmy you've never heard of them i assume uh i've heard of them i've never listened to them i heard that one song on a comp somewhere (laughs) remember comps yeah that was fun comp snob so yeah I'm, i'm really looking forward to this this was um you know, this has kind of always been on my list. We were looking for a quick, fun episode to do, so I put together mm. this playlist super quick. What label were they on, Jeff? They were on Jade Tree. Oh, okay. Equal Vision, I oh, think. Okay. I think they've been on a couple, but oh, okay. all of like those. Gener- oh, the EPs were on Bridge Nine. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 I think that's what the comp that I heard them on was a Bridge Nine. Probably because I got a I got that- a T-shirt of Amnesia. 
Yeah, that's the one that the song that I know is on, and that's was on Bridge Nine, I believe, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, okay. 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 Bell. So yeah, we're gonna listen to a, a really fun short playlist, and I hope you guys like it. Okay. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yay! Let's get really into hyper political lyrics. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Dan and Jeff, you guys are talking me into a little punk rock nope. boy. You guys keep just on making me. me into a punk rock boy. Yeah, I know. Just in general, I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Because Jeff, you're trying to talk us into painted black. Yes. And this one, I was like, I, I think I'm going to be able to talk Dan into it. But our track record with music that I like is iffy lately. But you, because you're you're not a real <laughs> punk rock boy, but you've been talked into some stuff. I think Paint It Black has enough melody at some points to hook Jimmy. I'm hoping for at least a light yes with Jimmy. What about me? What are you okay. hoping for? Oh, I'm definitely hoping for a yes for you. I think you will be a yes. I think y- you like this, but we'll see. Because with Defeater... I sort of understand why you didn't like that, even though I think you're wrong. But Painted Black, I think this is right <laughs> up your alley compared to other bands that you like. I love when things go up my alley. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of being up your alley, Womb Envy, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> so this is off of their yeah. first album from 2003 called CVA. That's right. So this is the first song that I ever heard from Paint of Black, um, at least I think, because some songs sounded kind of familiar. I probably heard it on the old radio show if you were talking about that earlier. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But uh, um, So Womb Envy, again, first song that I've ever heard. Uh, I definitely actually kind of really like this song, which oh, I was kind okay. of surprised too, because it is more of a, it's it's a little bit more of like a chugga chugga, like punk rock, hardcore song. But there is some like melody. Yeah, um, like it, it, too. it definitely is like, it throws you right in. That's what Painted Black is. But then it breaks right. down into like a two-steppy kind of anthem a little bit. Mm. This song, I'm not surprised that. actually that Jimmy likes it. Um, I mean, it is screamy, but musically, it's very reminiscent of like late 1980s New York youth crew, like Gorilla Biscuits. Um, mm. uh, yeah, or I would even say more, I can't think more of. like DC, like minor thready. Oh, there's definitely some of that later, but this yeah. jazzy two-step breakdown reminds me a lot of Gorilla totally. Biscuits. Um, I don't love the interplay with the vocals. Uh, the guitars are very okay. melodic, and mm-hmm. the vocals are just like pretty standard shouty um i think how that that plays out vocals are i think that dan likes bane and i think that the vocals for bane are a little more extreme of the example that you're giving so i think bane or paint it black is like bane but a little further into the melody and matching with the music maybe not necessarily Mm -hmm. in this song but overall i would say that um and you know like i i there's a band from the Midwest that I don't know if you guys listen to, but vocally reminds me a ton of is Expired Youth. Um, oh, yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. They had like one album, I think. I don't know if there yeah. was much more than that. But it was good. Um, and then I guess moving on to the next song from CVA, Less Deicide, More Minor Threat, <laughs> one of the greatest song titles of all time. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what Deicide is, other than Killing a God, it's also a really bad band. It's like bad, death metal, oh. bad, bad metal. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, what do you think yeah. about this one, Jimby and Damby? <laughs> I think the title is apt because it sounds a lot like Minor Threat. Um, even like specifically, excuse me. <laughs> We're not recording some discussions, dude. What's up with all this gas? Specifically, the verse, the verse is like almost the exact same chord progression as "I Don't Want to Hear It." Okay, yeah, I could hear that. Jim, what'd you think of this song? I mean, I think it's a pretty good song. I mean, the lyrics make me really depressed to be uh, alive. <laughs> yeah, um, Painted Black does thought... that, but they're also like strangely positive. <laughs> I didn't really get a lot of positivity <laughs> until the last song, I don't think. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I thought the song was overall a pretty good song. I yeah, mean, there's... I could definitely hear, like, their, like, tone as I'm going through the playlist. Right. There's a lot of melodic yelling and guitar weirdness yeah. in this one that I really like. For sure. Um, so then um, we move on to the next album. This was the first album they came out with since i became a fan of them uh paradise in 2005 and the opening track of the album election day this is a a big musical progression for me this yeah for sure this sounds more like thrash music um oh yeah dude, a, it starts with that feedback it's just like real crusty thrash yeah and then when it goes into the bridge there's that uh music theory nerd moment here everyone there's a really cool augmented seventh chord that's that type vibe. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're you talking there. about. Jim. Very cool. What'd you think? Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I really did like the song. Um, of course, we're just going off on politicians here. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Dude, this I'm whole album is very political and it's like hyper political and generally political. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like the end of this song, like it starts out with like, like really annoying feedback that like goes into the song and then like you get that real heavy chugging and the song's only like a minute nine i started writing down how long these songs are as i was going because like <laughs> most of them are under two minutes and they just rip and there's so much stuff inside of each song it's like a a little package it's like a gusher it's like a gummy and you bite into it and it explodes <laughs> everywhere and you're like, oh, and sometimes it gets on your fingers and they're all sticky. That's what Pain of Black is. It's musical gushers. So I like that. This is the first song that um, had a lyric that like going forward in this playlist, like as the band continues to grow and stuff. One thing that I think the singer is really good at is uh, like turning a memorable phrase. Mm -hmm. So taking your glad handing bullshit on tour is something that like stuck with me um, because there's like there's a lot to dig into there um, about like what it is to like be on a campaign trail and what does that really mean? And does it really have anything to do with your qualifications as a politician? So I, I, there's more of those as the playlist progresses. But this is the first one where I was like. This guy is not just like expressing thoughts and emotions. He's also like creating memorable lines, which I think is like some next level stuff for a lyricist. Yeah, there is. And even just lyrically, if it's not like super deep, this is where they start to get kind of chanty. And it's it's weird because like the songs aren't mm. long and it's not like a long like build up or anthem, but like and now it's bombs away and we're not okay. Like that is just so you when you're in your car, you're just like screaming along to that, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. And, Atheists uh, and foxholes. Yeah. Atheists oh, I thought that's what you were talking. I thought that's what you were talking about. 
Nope, we didn't get there yet. Oh, well, it's bombs away and now we're not okay is about is uh, Prometheus and fossils. Yeah, right. that interplay between the lead vocals and the backing vocals on the it's not okay thing is really like what stands out for me in this song. Um, I do have to say... I thought the guitar riffs were really good in this song. Yeah, they yeah, very melodic. And, and they're melodic and they kind of lighten up from like the constant attack that we've heard so far. For sure, yeah. I I don't love this trend um that continues through this these early albums which is that the lyrics are repeated all the way through. Um I I feel like and the music pretty much is as well. I feel like they should have just committed to being a thrash band and like like this song at the 52nd mark could have ended and been an absolute ripper. Mhm. <laughs> I mean, I I don't agree with that. It's still a short song, but yeah, I could yeah, see but it's like, I could see that, especially I mean, you're very familiar with hardcore, but people like Jimmy who may not be, I can see how some of this starts sounding samey. Not even like mm. the sound, it's just like the fact that you're repeating not only the music but also all the lyrics gives it this vibe that is just the same song twice in a row. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like they had an idea for 30 seconds and couldn't fill out a full minute and a half. So they exactly. Just and yeah, that does change going forward. There's, you know, I mean, that's kind of like, like more ideas. You know, that's like the Ramones. They do two verses and then repeat the first one. It's just like old. second verse, same as the first. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we get into Nicaragua, which is one of my favorite songs from them. Uh, just overall, it's just really emotional and aggressive and it has it's very hyper political jimmy what do you think about nicaragua yeah i like the lyrics and stuff but i thought musically it was just kind of samey wasn't really in love with it um but i mean it's it's about <clears throat> shitty people treating other people shittily and yeah uh, i mean that's just that's just kind the, of the most of what i got from it the opening lyrics have always hooked me you better watch who you call backwards who you call uncivilized it just has such it right. just calls out all of like the america's the greatest bullshit calls it right. right out like how are you to say that you know people who like they they might not have like a a civilized technological society or something like that what's why are you better than them um and it's so just, it, mm -hmm. it calls out just like forcing democracy and capitalism and imperialism on less developed nations so I didn't view this through a national or international lens. Uh, I'm probably wrong here, but uh, aside from the name, which I didn't really notice a lot because I was just listening to this playlist over and over again. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Again, you can tell me that I'm reading too much into this, but this band is from Philly and this song screams Philly to me. Like <laughs> Philly has this like kid brother city mentality, like, they're not New York or L.A. or Chicago. They're like the second tier below that. And uh, there's some stuff in here that feels very Philly to me, like treating people like pigeons. Hope they peck out your eyes um, hmm. and just stuff like about like. Uh, I think it's just about treating humans better than we do. Yeah. I, I mean, musically, yeah. like this is kind of like a deep dive, um, but. The guitar player, as a guitar player, he does some like interesting things for this type of music that you don't see a lot with particularly like some string bends. There's like some weird yeah. little like accentuations and stuff that are 
I don't know. It's just like something that there's you don't a lot hear of. A lot. I don't know how to describe it, but with the lead guitars, there's a lot of you know you have a lot of like really fast chord progressions in in the rhythm section, but then you have this guy and the lead guitars. It sounds like it doesn't sound messy, um, intentionally messy. Maybe mm. it doesn't sound accidentally messy, but it sounds like you're running like the two guitarists are running and the lead guitar is trying to like jump over hurdles while the other guy's just running straight and like maybe avoiding them and it sounds like he's dancing and trying to catch up it's just really frenetic and frantic lead guitars but it all sounds good to me like it sounds like and they meet they get to the finish line at the same time yeah i mean i was gonna get into this in my overall thoughts but i think we talked a little bit about in the first half that this this band is related to other bands yeah and, uh lifetime so kid dynamite yeah yeah and so the singer for this band was the guitar player for both lifetime and kid dynamite yes and mm. that comes across this feels like a guitar band like um Mm, it feels right. like the guitar is the lead singer and not the lead singer. You know what I mean? Like it seems like the lead vocal is more like a percussion instrument and the melody is being carried through by the guitar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could totally see Kind of similar to like a Wilhelm scream. Yeah, I mean, a Wilhelm scream Wilhelm is greener. They're more buttoned up than this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But there's also um, like more guitar driven as well. Wilhelm scream is sort of like a con like a melodic conversation between the singer and the guitars. Right. Whereas right. this one feels like they've sort of switched roles. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. And I mean, just uh, to just to go back like that line, I see paradise and you see pavement. You know, that's that's the yeah. name of the album. That's what this is all about. It's just about like, you know, not not encroaching on people who you deem less than you. Um, and then we get to the closing track of the album, Memorial Day. What did you guys think about this one? It's a little different. Yeah, I mean, unsurprisingly, this is probably my favorite song on the playlist. <laughs> I knew it was going to be. It's a coming yeah, of age I mean, story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, didn't look at it that way. But, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked just, like, the ending of it. Like, the way it kind of, like, broke down. And he's yeah, to the skin not really breaking down, but, like, and suits yeah. your heart. Here's to the unhappy yeah. endings and all the false starts. <laughs> so Dan mentioned yeah. this in the Strike That's Anywhere cool. episode we did that at this time, it was like really popular for bands to go acoustic and... I don't know if that's what happened here, but I think that they did it without coming off as like one of those bands, like just the way that the music transitioned into the acoustic guitar and like everything faded out while the, it's just the acoustic guitar. And this is like the yeah. one of the most anthemic songs that they have and like just super melodic and, but it doesn't go on for too long. The song's only a minute, 39 seconds. And that part is maybe 30 seconds, but it's what you remember. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Jeff. I mean, I listened to this like over and over again. It was really good. Yeah. Jeff, do you know who's actually singing that melody at the end? That I have no clue for. Because I don't think it's the singer of this band. And I would highly I'm doubt always, that. I'm always like flabbergasted uh, when someone in the band is a better singer than the lead singer. Right. Well, I mean, we have <laughs> so, background vocals where there's, it's not quite singing, but it's cleaner melodies than Dan More Hammond. melodic, yeah. Yeah. So, so then, that's an interesting choice. I, I yeah. do want to point out like a little bit lyrically. I think this song is really cool. Um, we've we've covered songs from other bands that are about similar stuff. But this song is feels like a real like love story about 
how it feels to like go hard in your younger days like whether that's in a band out there playing shows or just like just grinding it out like when you're younger right. and you have the energy to like fight for your dreams it's i really like that and then we get to new lexicon which came out in 2008 2008 is also the year dan and i had an internet radio show so when this came out <laughs> i was listening don't to look this. it up it's bad i was listening to this on repeat <laughs> I, I had the cd from phoenix records i had the the vinyl from phoenix record also um this album i mean i'll say it now because we hear it was controversial in the the very small circle of painted black fans because they integrated um like a, a digital aspect uh not quite dubstep mm. not quite techno just kind of like weird ambient stuff that later becomes more popular in this kind of culture i think the guy's name was like dj octopus or something like that i don't i didn't look it up but they just had some like local dj kind of throughout the album just add texture and then some in between some tracks added like weird stuff so going forward that will be there and i'm really interested to hear what you guys think about it but let's start off with the album opener the ledge yeah i mean i don't get really a lot of that like um electronic stuff in this song particularly no. unless i was there's, missing it there's I mean, some um, it's very low like in the background you could kind of hear it. if you're listening on headphones and you're you know it's there you'll be able to pick it out right. it's just kind of like this very quiet droning in this one particularly gotcha yeah i mean this was like one of the first songs where i started to notice a trend where it's kind of starts off as like thrash like punk rock um and then it sort of went like more like melodic guitar riffs towards the end happens a lot there's a lot of songs like that (laughs) yeah i was like there's a lot of songs like that which i don't necessarily dislike about it i mean like get your plane across and then like kind of like paint you a picture afterwards and uh that's what i kind of felt with the next song in particular but we'll get there when we get there right i I don't think anything musically about this song really like blew me away or became like super memorable but i i love the lyrics It's a really interesting take on an addiction song. Um, It feels like it was written by someone. um, Well, that's that's kind of why I put this on the playlist, because musically, like I do like when the song like kind of drops out and then builds back up at the end. But I lyrically, I think this song has always been uh, strong to me, like that part. No more hiding his medicine under his tongue. And, yep. you know, it's he it starts out. He says he wants to get better, but first he has to get a little sicker. He holds his tongue like he holds his liquor. Um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. e- even with diets. Right. People are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go on a diet. But first, I'm going to, you know, Mardi Gras it up and eat all the food I can. <laughs> Binge. Yeah. And yeah. see, I, I think you're misreading that. Actually, I think that's a direct reference. I think this song is less about um, less about initially getting off opioids and more about getting off of the medicine that they put you on to get off opioids so like if you i don't know how familiar you guys are with this world but like a lot of times to avoid avoid withdrawal um they'll prescribe you a medication yeah that will satisfy the opioid right? urges yeah methadone is a big yep. one but uh i'm terrible at pronouncing this stuff but buprenorphine is a, a medicine to fight opioid addiction that is administered under the tongue so it's something that you actually hold under your tongue and okay. let it dissolve um and also so, I mean, yeah it is about addiction i was just using that comparison but yeah, yeah I agree with but that. i think it's nice that it's that's just a part of addiction that's not talked about a lot is like sometimes the medicine mm-hmm. is worse than the the drug and and the idea of to get off of that you're gonna have to go through withdrawals is like a scary thing 
that's the yeah, I have to right. get sicker I, to get better. And I mean, I you're literally talking yourself off of the ledge, which is yeah, the right. title of the song. Right. Drug addiction is bad, man. Kids don't do drugs. So uh, except weed, that's fine. So this album, it does flow together, the song, song to song. Um, they do yeah, a really good I job. That from like so, so yeah, this one I I did skip around to put in some real bangers. So unfortunately, you can't really get like that whole vibe of the songs connecting. Uh, but the next song, we will not. What did you guys think about this? This is uh, start. this is catchy as hell. It's it also is. maybe their heaviest start, their heaviest song. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, this is like sh- straight up power violence. I don't. I'm sure Jimmy hasn't listened to any power violence bands. I don't know how much Jeff has, but this whole intro, the sermon for the vermin, a song to draw blood, uh, all that Finger stuff in is the damn trying to hold back the flood. Come on, Jim. We are down, yeah. <laughs> but we're still not out. So good. Yeah. Nice. I mean, in particular, like I love the rhyming scheme in here. That's one of those things where to me, the yeah. best lyrics rhyme but it feels like they rhyme because they're meant to not because mm-hmm. someone forced them to so right uh, uh yeah i i like this song a lot um and it's just I'll like jimmy speak to it just and then really i, I want to come back to talk about the outro yeah like the power of violence yeah. it's just slow and drudgy and then it gets chaotic what did you think about it jim yeah i mean i thought it was really good and then especially towards the end where it gets to like that weird ambient like noise ending well yeah all the noise like with the yeah. drums and stuff and i was like that's what i was kind of talking about before is that like they kind of like give you the message earlier not necessarily showing you exactly how they feel i mean like obviously it's like power violence is like thrashy whatever but like towards the end it's like oh that like noise kind of paints a picture well and i was like that's really cool yeah one of, one of the reasons why i wrote down um track lengths because this song is two minutes and 48 seconds it's the longest song on this playlist but really the last minute could be its own track like that ambient stuff could be its own thing kind of like and i'll say this for people who might not be very familiar with like you know small hardcore bands but if you're listening and you know blink 182 off their self-titled album they had that song like falling or whatever then they had the falling interlude which i really liked and it was a different track totally different style and that's kind of what this is too but being attached to this song you do get that like it, it does work well just because of like the dissonance and aggression in the weird yep. ambient part but well, i had one neck i had yeah. one negative note about this outro but i think you kind of answered it for me which is uh so i didn't listen to the whole album i listened to the songs on the playlist right and i was like this is like very strange that this is in the middle of an album and there's like a minute of just like experimental noise but now that you say that the album goes track to track that kind of makes more sense like it propels you into the next song yeah and it does and they only do this kind of thing during like two or three songs um but they do have some of that sound like weaved into other songs like it's sometimes it's more prominent in the background of the actual song when this first came out i was not a fan of this i was like i don't get this i don't understand why they would do this and quickly mm. I began to like it, you know, not like years later. It was maybe after like a few listens. I was like, okay, right, I F yeah. with this hard. That's cool. And then we get into so then, white kids dying of hunger. I love that title. It's so like good. I skipped over some um, songs I really liked because I'm like, I this could I could have just given you guys this whole album, but I didn't want to do that. Right. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, this song is just more so about the stupidity of America, which I'm always mm-hmm. down for. Um, yeah, I mean, just uh, the whole uh, you are not living in the real world chant at the end. Um, I just thought it was like really cool and really powerful. And just it's also fun to sing along to if I were theoretically being talked into. It. All right, damn. So, um, to get music yes. theory nerd, because I know you probably have a lot to say about this song. What do you have to say about this song? I, I do have thoughts on the music. They're not super like theory based. They're not like I, okay. I didn't delve into that. Uh, I I have a controversial opinion here that Jeff may have a hard time about. If you separate the vocals out of this track, okay, this song reminds me of something that you wouldn't expect from this band, which is it's got this mid tempo sludgy vibe that reminds me a lot of like the heavier grunge stuff out of seattle from the late 90s like alice in chain mm. sound garden if you listen to like today i today i ruled the world or what i forget what the song is called but sound garden some of those like slower like dissonant sludgy songs i'm like oh shit like this could fit in there except the singer's not going like <laughs> i don't know if i would go that far i could see where you're, i could see the connections because there is like like this song the bass and the drums it, it sounds like you know they're going off time a little like they're skipping a beat right like you're trying to your heart's palpitating offbeat kind of um and it does like when it comes back it's like you have the muting of the guitars just like dut, 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 dut. but then you have like a harmonic muting that's like dee, dee, dee. you know so it, it it's not like it's it's the instruments making sounds, but not the sounds that you would think they're making. You know, like the bass and the drums are da 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 da, and then the guitars are doing ba 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 ba. Like, it just sounds like yeah. sound. Like it also noise. reminds me of like um, some of the like more metalcore inspired bands, like Shipwreck and stuff like that. For sure, it's, it's just giving me like n- negative, dissonant sludge vibes. And the album closer, Shell Game Redux. I got to give Jimmy his woes. <laughs> I literally wrote down that. I was like, Jeff gave this to me because of the O's. I did. Um, yeah, I mean, this song was really good. Um, I really like the uh, the more melodic tone of this song. Um, but I also just liked it in general, too, because um, it's cool. The lyrics were very on the nose and like very poignant. And I was like, oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I mean, the majority of this song is is pretty negative, both lyrically and musically. Yeah. Uh, and then it sort of takes a turn when the woes come in. Um, got a question for you guys. Um, yes. I read these lyrics from two separate sources, which I believe were probably getting them from like album liner notes. Um, sure. Just guessing mm-hmm. that. But anyways, at the end of this song, there's this whole section we get to. That is basically a list of stuff that, quote unquote, they are trying to do to us. Yes. Like they're going to take our air. They're going to take our soil, all this stuff. Uh, yeah. At the end of that section, there's a, a line that says, don't let them. Did you guys see that? I see it on plyrics.com. Because uh, it's, it's not in the song. He doesn't sing it. Oh, OK. And I don't. I'm trying to think of so where it must it be from liner notes. So here's a weird thing. It's like, I'm all for like people getting artistic with lyrics. I, I enjoy an implied lyrics. That's something that happens. Sometimes you'll see, you know, people put in parentheses a line that doesn't actually isn't spoken, but implies a meaning or a subtext. However, right. I have an issue <laughs> with an implied lyric that alters the, the, 
the tone or the message of the entire song. It's like, if you did not read the lyrics, but you listen to all the words, this is a negative song. Cause it's like, here's all this shit that they're doing to us. But then he's like, but don't let them. And I, I don't know. I just was like, that's kind of lame. He should have screamed it. There's plenty of time for him to say, <laughs> maybe don't let they, them. Maybe they printed the lyrics. I mean, I can go get the album downstairs and look at the liner notes. I don't know. I wonder if it, they like, it's only like in a live version or something. Could be. I, I, I'm pretty certain that those P lyrics and stuff that are submitted by users are probably yeah. from people just reading it off the liner notes. So they, I'm right. guessing that that's in there. Why else would they just make that up? But, that's uh, weird it's, it's kind of weird i kept i listened to that song like four times in a row i'm like they must be like buried in the backing vocals or something and it's it's not there yeah. as far as i can hear yeah there were a lot of like lyrics that weren't actually in the actual songs i was like yeah i mean it's, over a couple when you go to like or, song meanings and you're looking up tegan and sarah and there's like 34 right. comments you go to paint it black and it's like zero 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 one zero zero it looks like binary yeah yeah um because it's it's a small <laughs> band um so Right. So Painted Black had three albums and then they released three EPs, two in 2009, one in 2013. And unfortunately, I think they released a single that was not on anything called Goliath. But since then, there's been nothing. So these last three EPs just picked a couple songs. Some of them I think are really good. Um, and some of them, I think I think everything that I've given you was good. But what do you guys think about um, Homesick off of Amnesia? So uh, I love the line. I used to fear the bomb. Now I fear my fellow man instead. I was like, <laughs> that's depressing, but very true. This is the release that I'm f- most familiar with. Jeff, this is the one that came out on bridge nine and you were sure into a yeah. lot. Um, this, and I, I think it's sort of uh quintessentially painted black after hearing this retrospect retrospect you've mm. given us this right. feels a little bit like a return to form or retor- return to the, like the earlier youth crew stylings um specifically like not to get too nerdy but there's definitely a musical reference to cats and dogs by gorilla biscuits there's there's a cadence that repeats oh, throughout this song wh- is, which part i'll probably notice it when you say it yeah i don't remember it's in the verse there's uh the chord progression does a thing that definitely is done by cats and dogs um i really love the ending of this there's that upbeat two-step we're still ugly and we're still free mm-hmm. uh that's like very like makes me want to be 18 years old and just like two-stepping again <laughs> yeah. back in my glory days well, it, the it's, dance it's such a shame too because these two eps are a total uh from 2009 are a total of nine songs so to me it just feels like they were working on an album and then didn't do that um yeah but like yeah well, they're I also mean, released on two different labels so i wouldn't be surprised if there was some discussion of like hey maybe we should try going to a new label and see if we like it yeah I, for some i feel like i know the reason why but i don't remember because they were they announced both the eps at the same time the 2013 one was kind of just like here's six more songs and i think that was also on a different label too hmm. all right so the the closing out 2009 uh we have off of the ep surrender I picked the song Worms and I pick this well, lyrically. I think it's pretty cool too. We can talk about that. But musically, this is, this is just fucking filthy, dirty. Sorry, Jim. But I was, I mean, yeah. I was listening to this at work and I must've been rocking the F out because this 63 year old coworker came over to me. He's like, what do you listen to? And I, I literally said, <laughs> you wouldn't like it. 
instead of just saying, oh, it's it's like this. I'm like, don't even worry about it. I'm not going to request worms by paying it black to you. You'll have a heart attack, sir. You don't want to be in a hospital now with everything going on. You won't get a bed. But yeah, it's just, it's gross. I love it. I wrote the exact same thing. I said, this is f***ing dirty. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> um, but like, it, it is really good. I don't know. The breakdown sounds incredibly familiar to me. I don't know if I've heard this or not. Um, but it it was good. I really, Un- really unlikely really you've heard worms by painted black before unless you're listening to I don't know. worms by painted black. Um but yeah, I, I mean know. it's it's just like gruesome imagery about like we're not gonna be the meat for your war pig scene. We will be the vaccine, yeah. which you know, that's cute. You know, they're gonna be the vaccine to ending mm. wars. I guess that doesn't happen. Mm. Process don't really happen. It makes you feel good a little bit after going to one, but other than that, you know. Yeah, it's very weird that this came out the same year because it's so, I mean, okay, it's still hardcore music, but this song compared to the last song are like very different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I mean, maybe they they couldn't agree on a tone for an album. Like, this is 2009. New Lexicon came out in 2008. That was musically thematic. Like, it, it flowed together pretty well and then you have these two eps coming out totally different stuff they might have just been messing around trying new styles i'm just having fun with it i don't know yeah i think that continues with uh greetings fellow insomniacs yeah i i this is one of this is one of my favorite songs from them it's it's so good when when this song came out before the ep was released i was just thrilled i'm like yes more painted black and it's good really this is one of my least favorites. Not that there's anything oh. wrong with it, but it feels just a little uninspired to me. Um, okay. There's there's like a heavy metal influence with these palm muted guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics have a nice flow to them, but to me, they're pretty generic. Like, it's a song about like a working class punk who doesn't like his job and feels a kinship with other working class punks who don't. Maybe like that's maybe that's why I connected with it in 2013, <laughs> right before I got laid off from the shit job like, I was yeah. in for six and a half years. I yeah. hate my job. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd I you mean, think, that was Jim? that's thought... when my life started turning around, guys. So you know. Yeah, that's true. I didn't mind this song. Like it, it wasn't my favorite off the playlist. Um, but I didn't mind it. It definitely felt a little bit harder than some of the other stuff that we uh, have heard before. But I can still kind of see the progression in their music and that they're like getting better as musicians as they go along and stuff. Um, it felt very tight and clean, I gotta, even though it was hard. I got a hot take for the last song in the playlist. Okay, sure. Yeah, this, Head- I mean, this, I, I usually give you guys one song for the EPs. This, this EP had six songs and I was like, I'll just throw another one in. It's short. We're having fun here. So... This song had some of my favorite things of the playlist, but also is my most problematic. Okay. Because when I figured out what this song was about, which to me, it's sort of a a look at what a parent pledges to their child. Like, um, uh, when you come into this world, I, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to be here for you. You may feel outside, but you'll never be alone. Uh, I love that. I love the messaging of that. I think it's an interesting topic. However, it does. I can't help but think about the one thing I have an issue with when I listen to hardcore music that's predominantly like heavy and screamed, which is that like, why are you screaming in the face of your baby? Like you're writing a song about a joyful (laughs) moment and like all these great feelings of like how you're going to be there for your kid and you're fucking screaming like someone is killing a pig or something. I mean, it it is a style of music. It's their style. 
which is fine. But also just, I mean, you've been to hardcore shows. You've, you know, hardcore bands, when you're singing along in the crowd of like Bane, like at Bane's last show, when I was like singing along, I was, I was on a different plane of existence. You know, you're letting all of your emotions out. You are, you're screaming like, dude, I, I mean, I wasn't a dad when this came out. But I am now. And like, I could scream my love for that child on the top of my lungs all day. Like, it's it's just a I way it's a way to express emotions, just like dancing. People are like, why do you mosh pit and punch people? It's not about violence. I mean, some people go in there and it is and then they get kicked out or whatever. But it's just a way to physically let these feelings out that you might not have another way to express. And that's their way of doing it. I get that, but I can't help but think that because we've grown up listening to this type of music and we're so entrenched in it that that you know your your reasoning makes sense to us but as an outsider if i just look at it as a piece of art i'm like the message doesn't fit the media well as an outsider if i'm thinking about a guy screaming this in a baby's face it's hilarious so i like it either way (laughs) good night you'll never be alone (laughs) (laughs) love you Sorry, <laughs> she wakes up in the oh, middle of the night screaming because she there. dropped her pacifier. You'll feel out of place sometimes, <laughs> but you're never alone. I mean, the screaming medium doesn't really bother me as much. I kind of get where you're coming from, Dan, but like, I mean, not everything needs to be taken so uh, literal. Like, I don't know. I just look at it metaphorically. It's like, oh, I wrote this song because of you. Like, it's not for you, but it's for you, if that makes any sense. Like, it's true. I don't know. I mean, it's it's just the medium. Yeah. I, That's just what I kind of feel about it. This isn't it. the worst example of it. Like there's certainly bands like where where people are like right. like literally screaming I love you and then I'm like I don't understand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't bother me at all. Um I did like that this song definitely had more of a positive spin on it. I'm like, yeah, For the sure. world sucks, but you yeah, know, I mean, I'll always be I, I there think, for you. I think overall Paint It Black, this is my final push I'm getting into, is they're overwhelmingly positive. They have a recurring theme of like the underdog getting their due and getting justice. And that theme runs through their discography, whether they're talking about being a parent or they're talking about greater issues like American imperialism encroaching the rest of the world. Um, So, you know, I think lyrically you do have a lot of stuff. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of introspection. There's a lot of calling out the man and musically you've pretty much listened to their entire discography. I hate to call things, say that things sound the same um, from an outsider's perspective. They might, but you, there is a progression. They did experiment with other genres of music and other weird things. And I think that they blended it well. They didn't stick to it. They went back to, you know, different things, but also it's three albums, three EPs. When I put together this playlist, which is probably like, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes, I listened to their entire discography quickly Mm. um you know each album's like a half hour or something it's not a huge investment of time um i wish they would come out with more music if they did i would love it but this is just something you could put on sing along to feel really pissed off and really happy at the same exact time and i don't know i i think that this was you know we we kind of i kind of picked this topic because it was quick you know i wanted to have a quick fun episode and i think that i'm feeling positive going into this so before i ask the question do you guys have any overall thoughts I do. Uh, 
Okay, you can go, Dan. Uh, I I sort of break this down in like positives and negatives. Um, for me, um, okay, scratch that. It's not positive and negatives. I'm just gonna say things. Uh, <laughs> I th- I thought the lyrics. I like the lyrics a lot as a like literature. T- exactly as poetry. Mm. I think the topics that the the lyrics are about are a little vague, a little generic. Like, sure, if there's so many bands that do like the we're angry at politics stuff that I look for a little bit more meat on that bone. Like, uh, I mean, I, I go back to this a lot, but like Anti Flag, they're a band that writes political songs but addresses specific political issues. Yeah, but dude, um, in the last ten years, they've come out with like eight albums that have very specific like song and how many have you listened to like over time that gets annoying that doesn't have staying power to me while i like that and i like i disagree to, I, I don't listen I to them listen because to, i don't like I could the listen band to the anymore. terror i could listen to that true but i can listen to the terror state now and like for nostalgia sing along but i'm like what the hell is a ga double t i don't i've never heard of it <laughs> outside of anti-fly i don't care well George bush is done so like it's fine I'll say that the person, more personal stuff that he sang about worked better for me, like sure. stuff about being a father, the stuff about growing up, uh, things like that. Um, but I do admit from a poetic standpoint, uh, the dude knows how to turn a phrase that's catchy and <laughs> makes you think. Yeah. Um, musically, this definitely, even if I didn't know the history of these band members, you could tell that this is like a very intellectual punk band. And what I mean by that is like these guys, this band feels like a project for punk rock lifers who have like been there and done it in the scene. And, and so this band like rub, it, it feels like an experiment of like, let's try to play like every tiny sub genre niche of punk and hardcore music in like one song too. It's, some of the stuff yeah, is just so they they like, so rapid fire. Uh, oh if man, you like, grew up listening to punk music and hardcore music, like you're gonna get like a lot of these like different subgenres that are referenced in this. Dude, I hear um, a lot of when freedom dies in here, which is one of Dan's bands you could hear on our music episode, because like Dave and mm. Seth, they like Kid Dynamite, and you know, they they listen to the bands that these people were in and it inspired them, I could assume. Um, but yeah, yeah. You, you do hear a lot of stuff that we were influenced by in here as well. Like Dan mentioned a lot, Gorilla Biscuits, early New York hardcore. There's a lot of it thrown into like one song might have five different regions of hardcore music from over two decades thrown into it. Yeah. Like also Bay Area like hardcore. Metalcore stuff like yeah. Shipwreck, uh, Bane, uh, Power Violence, like Infest, uh, all that kind of stuff. But the last thing I wanted to touch on, because we didn't really get to it, and I think it is worth noting, is that everything you gave us had really great production um, for this type of music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought the guitars had a really nice overdrive, mm-hmm. which is it's not just distortion. It's it's where it feels like the amplifier is really hot, like it's cranked. So you're hearing, like, if a guitar rings out, you're going to he- hear some squeal and some feedback. Right, without... On, without- I, I without like, like cutting out or sounding compressed yeah, or over compressed right yeah and i and the bass is really snappy with a nice natural fuzz to it it feels warm but yet up front um the drums cut through like i just wanted to shout that out that a lot of these bands um 
usually kind of come out of the gate with a shitty sounding EP or demo. Yeah, everything and then it gets sound, better and better and better. Sometimes in this this type of music, everything can kind of blend together. But like you said, like the drums are crisp. They cut through. Um, and they even, sound even good the toms, out of the gate. Yeah, even the toms. Like when it cuts down, he's like... I actually texted you and asked you if you put these in chronological order because it all sounds very cohesive. It was hard to tell mm-hmm. like what came first and what came yeah, later. Yeah, I did chronological by album and song on the album. Um, all right. Yeah. So I, I guess Jim, I you will... have any overall thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I came into this kind of reluctant because I didn't really like it, from what I've heard, like, I guess I, maybe I was just like, Oh, this is probably just gonna be like a generic sort of like hardcore punk rock band. But um, I came out like pleasantly surprised. Like I listened to this probably like six or seven times where I was like, oh, this is like kind of like a bop. Like I it it definitely had re-listenability, which is very important to me, especially with hardcore music. Sure. Um, where I'm just like, I want I'm not gonna just listen to this once, but like, oh, that was kind of cool, and then just never listen to it again. I mean, my um, only, everything my was very only, catchy. My only negative going to what you're saying is that I wish some of these catchy parts were like 30 seconds longer, but <laughs> I, right. I do, I do yeah, think that I they do a good job at not overdoing anything too much. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I listened to Memorial Day probably like 10 times mm. um, because like that whole like little acoustic section at the end, I thought was pretty cool and catchy. And uh, yeah, I was just kind of surprised with like the level of experimentation with that um, middle album that you put in there uh, with whichever had like the most songs on it. Yeah, New Lexicon. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cool and like interesting that they're willing to like go places that normal bands wouldn't go, especially like in like their genre. Especially um, in two thousand eight. Yeah, I mean, like dubstep wasn't even like a thing yet. Yeah. I know that a lot of like For record sure. enthusiasts love kind of like ambient sound kind of shit. Like house stuff. Yeah, yeah. like Red Squirrel always has that on when you go there. And then you know, this is two thousand eight always is a category. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> yeah. vinyl was a thing and this kind of stuff was a thing, but it was still like in its infancy at this time. Red Squirrel Records, we love them, but they listen to the some of the weirdest shit whenever you go in there. It's so funny. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean overall I was just very interested. Um yeah, I listened to it. I was kind of interested in like where else they could possibly go after the fact if they were to um, make more music. Yeah, and I mean, if if you're talked into it, every time I go to Red Scroll, I'm looking for CVA. It's the only thing of theirs I don't own. When I could just order it, but it's kind of fun hunting for stuff. Um, And they always have Paradise. They always have a copy there. So if you guys are talked into it, I would pick it up. So I will ask you the question now, feeling positive going into this. So I hope I'm not, my expectations aren't set too high. Was I able to talk you into Paint it black. One, two, three. Yes. Yes. Ooh, baby, that feels really good. That feels so good. Daddy, (laughs) daddy loves it. I'm a soft yes, though, I have to admit. Um, Really? Some of the earlier stuff was a little underwhelming for me. Like the... Uh, the whole like let's do the song twice thing got a little boring at the beginning of this playlist but Mm -hmm. from the point from the bridge nine playlist and uh new lexicon or bridge nine ep and new lexicon that stuff and forward i I would definitely delve deeper i'd like to hear all that stuff yeah i think i think it's just like their discography is a nice little package you could listen to it from front to back and enjoy everything like there's no song I would skip on all of this. There's some stuff like, especially in CVA, even though it was the first thing I heard from them, I'm not like as, you know, 
into it as the other ones, but like it's all really good. Um, Jim, you sounded like you were pretty heavily talked into it six or seven times. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I was a soft yes. I would say I'm a normal yes. I wouldn't say a hard yes. I would still say a normal. Well, yes. I, I, I um, definitely interested. In- I recommend listening to at least their albums from front to back they're like 25 minutes or just as yeah, short as the sure. playlist um because like yeah. i said you know i couldn't make this a super long playlist but like new lexicon that shit flows together so nicely even paradise yeah i want to listen to hear that yeah well i'm cool yeah definitely very talked into very it. excited that's very cool next week jim you're inviting your first guest on this show i am well technically my dad was my first guest. oh yeah but, but uh, we know him yeah, five star Sean. Uh, but no, I am talking uh, our, or I guess my buddy Cooper into our probably one of our favorite comic book series ever, which is Saga by Brain K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. And cool. um, yeah, we're going to be talking about the first six issues, which is the first trade paperback. You can find it at any local library or Amazon.com. Um, yeah, it's very readily available. You'll be able to find it. Please read along with us because I want to talk you into it too because it is a fantastic comic book that everybody should read. Yeah, and that's what I feel like. I'm actually, side note, uh, my dad is against comic books, thoroughly like hardline, won't read them. <laughs> and I've been really, yeah. now that he's retired and he has time and he's been reading a lot of books voraciously, I'm like, please, I will only ask you to read one comic book. If you don't like it, I'll never ask again. <laughs> And that's Saga. <laughs> that's awesome. That's funny. That's cool. I like that. Well, yeah. So next week, we're going to read the first trade. In the meantime, Dan, where can people find the podcast online? Oh, boy. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Talk Me Into, Instagram, Talk Me Into Pod, TikTok, Talk Me Into. Guys, you really should join our Patreon. People are flocking to it by singles each month. Uh, we're releasing a lot of new cool stuff, exclusive shows you can only hear if you're a patron, early access to videos you can see first if you're a patron. It's the place to be. Uh, what else? Bruh. Follow us on uh, just released a cool sing-along video to go along with our 150th episode on YouTube. And we're also on YouTube every week with soda discussions where we taste new sodas and sometimes we enjoy them. We're everywhere. We're taking the internet not, by storm. Not often. Email we us. usually dislike the sodas that we taste. Yeah. <laughs> so I said sometimes. You can yeah. also email us uh talk me into at gmail.com or leave a five-star review and we'll read it at the beginning of each episode jeff where can people find you individually people can find me individually on twitter at jeffff27 that's jeff with five f's the number 27 jimmy where can people find you on the internet you can find me youtube.com slash son of a fitch s-o-n and e-v-a yeah dan where can people find you Sorry, I walked away from my microphone because I forgot that I wasn't done. <laughs> you could find me on wow. Twitter at Danny underscore breakdown and check out my band Disqualifier wherever you listen to music. Jimmy? Already did it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? This alien story of a girl oh. who was saga. born on a planet and fell in love with We're a guy from saga, another guys. planet. Saga is really cool. I like Saga. Bye.
Okay, I am recording. And I am also recording. I must hit the record record button. We're all recording. We're doing cool. There's a there's a ceiling titty right there. Hell yeah. Alright, uh, want me to start this? I could start it. Sure, surely. yeah, surely you can't be serious, Shirley Temple. Don't call me Shirley Don't call Temple. me Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. Don't call me White. Don't call me... Oh, wrong band. Nice. Uh, Jim, do you get this joke? Is Dan here? Did he freeze? He's yes. He's totally frozen. <laughs> His face it's is frozen. frozen. I'm I'm not frozen for me. Alright, Jimmy, can you hear my Marcus voice? For- Yep. can you hear me dan you frozen buddy can you hear us i can hear you i can hear you fine can you hear me can you hear me check check Classic. check he's still there it's not he's not gone right right hello can you hear me i thought he was i don't know man internet. i don't know he's refreshing now can you hear me i have awful internet at my house and awful cell phone service and i haven't had an issue yet hello 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 anyone his dad's probably restarting the f-ing internet again can you hear me like he, he has 5g on his phone right he's using his phone right now hello god damn no. it oh i he's thought he was using, using his, his phone. laptop cool uh let me message and say weave the voice channel and then go back in Hello. Hey. Are you are you doing something to the internet? No. I just lost connectivity. I don't know why. Uh, want me to restart it? No. Oh. I'll let you know. Great. Okay. Bye. I'm shocked he figured out Discord at all. I thought we were going to be here till six o'clock tonight (laughs) with him just trying to download the app. So wait, I go to a store. Oh, he's off now. We can turn off cameras, too. We don't need that. Out. We don't need it, but, I mean, it wasn't a problem for the last hour and a half. Yeah. He also logged off, too. Oh, my God. What a <laughs> fucking asshole. Hopefully, he's still recording. This was supposed to be a very quick, easy episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Literally, the song we're talking about is a minute and three seconds long, and it's been six minutes. <laughs>